Hey everyone, this is Ashley Rowley, founder and CEO of Colorado Softball Academy. I'm so excited to officially announce that our grand opening of our 44,000 square foot training facility is set for August 6th. Colorado Softball Academy is a full circle player development training facility specific to softball athletes and specific to female athletes. We have programming available for our younger athletes just getting introduced to the game ages four all the way up through our more elite college-driven athletes as we help develop them and prepare them to go to college. We hope to see you at our grand opening on August 6th so you can learn more about our programming, including our camps, clinics, private lessons, our introductory leagues, our competitive teams, our strength and conditioning programs, and more importantly, our mental performance programs available to our female athletes. Check out coloradosoftballacademy.com for more information, and we hope to see you at the grand opening on August 6th. Hey everyone, this is Ashley Rowley with Behind the Dish Softball and Colorado Softball Academy. I have to tell you that I have a new favorite training tool with my hitters and catchers in the Max BP Reaction Training System. You guys, this machine is awesome. I've been able to implement some of the drills with my, my intro hitters all the way up through my elite hitters, as well as my catchers behind the plate. And their ability to refine their focus level and increase reaction time with the use of this machine has been awesome in the few short weeks that we've been able to implement these drills. I highly recommend you check out this machine and these tools at maxbp.com. It's the MaxBP Reaction Training System. And I gotta tell you guys, honestly, I'm loving this and I'm seeing huge gains. I highly recommend this system. Welcome to today's episode of Behind the Dish Softball with your hosts, Ashley Rowley, Shelby Babcock, and Dr. Ali Dake. If you haven't done so, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB. Again, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Behind the Dish SB. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Behind the Dish Softball. I'm your co-host Ashley Rowley, along with Shelby Babcock and Dr. Allison Dake. Today's conversation is a hot topic considering the time of year, and it surrounds the concept of tryouts, competitive uh, summer team tryouts. Uh, gosh, you know, where, where do we even want to start with this conversation other than it's one of our least favorite times of the year, to be honest with you. And it's just a really, really hard it's a really hard scenario. Um, you know, out here in Colorado, we, we have a challenging scenario because we play high school ball in the fall, which means tryouts for our comp teams have to take place before high school ball starts, which this year is August 8th, right? And so, you know, one of the biggest problems that you run into is that you get kids trying out for other teams before their season is even finished with their current team. So it creates a lot of divisiveness. It creates a really challenging dynamic for these athletes and for these teams. It's really hard on the athletes at the end of the day because good practices, bad practices from coaches and tryouts put a lot of pressure and a lot of heat on these kids to make decisions in unfair scenarios, right? So what is, you know, what are, what are you two seeing on that tryout front? What are you hearing the most from the athletes that you're working with of some of the challenges that they're going through? Yeah, so I think a big one is, again, having to have their tryout before they're even done with their current team or if they're going to stay with their current team. And, and that's been a really big one um, with a lot of my girls because 
it's hard for them to focus on what they worked so hard for with these PFP, um, PGF nationals or the Alliance or um, any of that when they are trying to focus on who they're going to play for next year. So I know that's been a really big stress and anxiety for a lot of girls and Mm -hmm. it's turning into having to say like, Oh, I commit to you. Right. But, um, I'm actually going to go try out for other people because I just want to make sure that I have a, it's, it's just becoming this like culture. That's not good at all. No, it's not. It's, it's full of deceit, but you know, Mm -hmm. on one hand, like I, I hate to say it, but I understand mm-hmm. why the kids are yeah. doing it. I understand that because, mm-hmm. hey, I don't, I don't want to cut my nose off to spite my face kind of concept and mm-hmm. and lose my opportunity on a spot for on a team. But I also know that I have this opportunity, so it, you know, it just creates an impossible environment for these athletes. Allie, what are you seeing? Um, the same thing that Shelby's talking about, and the. Do I stay loyal to the team I've been with, even if I'm not happy? That's what a lot of girls are saying. Like, well, I've been here. The coaches have given me so much. I've developed here. But do I really leave? Do I walk away from that? Or do I stay? And so making sure I keep talking to them about, well, what's the benefit to you? You come first, then your team. Because if you're not the happy and you're not playing at your best and you're not showing up at your best, either will your team. Yeah. And so on one level, and you you yes, that's great. You have to think about the team and you have to think about who you are in the team. But if you're, if you aren't showing up as your best, cause you're just there because you feel like you should be there. You feel obligated. You don't feel like you're going to get challenged. You don't get to get the things that you need. Then you don't show up on the team and, and as your best either. And so that's what the, but the girls are struggling with it. Um, and, and it came even for here in Colorado, it came even sooner. Good. Like it was like this rat, rat race to get out there before everybody and get the teams, you know, solidified. Well, and yeah. she saw teams falling apart before and during Sparkler and IDTs in the Julys. And teams have, you know, how many tournaments left throughout July. And so now it creates this impossible dynamic of divisiveness where they're trying to play together and play to win. But yet none of them really want to be there because they're not committed to their team. They're excited about their new opportunity it's you know at what point will sanctioning bodies in softball mandate a trial yeah. date? Mm-hmm. Well, not only I was going to say not only are they like the girl might be the player might be kind of half there because they're thinking about the new team and how committed, but also the girls who are going to stay or are like well who's staying who's not going because nobody mm-hmm. talks about it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, group, the group texts this. behind the scenes. They, yeah. they run rampant. They run and rampant. some girls know, some girls don't know. Mm-hmm. They know this. Some, you yeah. know, some parents, the parents are fishing, trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't, I don't know about you guys, but when you were younger, I mean, I, I was so grateful to have a team that I actually stuck with for the whole, I mean, I switched at 12s maybe end of tens, twelves. And I was with that team till I graduated and went mm-hmm. to college. And I know that a lot of people aren't as fortunate of that right now. And I, I don't understand why. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do now being kind of back into the club realm, I understand, but um, I just, I, I want to be able to get Colorado back to that culture. Cause it's well, so it, important to be able to bond with your team and be able to grow with them. And it is what so makes well, a good team, right? Is, you know, there's a difference. I mean, I look back at my club days, and I moved around. I moved around a lot. Not obviously not mid-season because once you commit to a team, you guys honor that commitment unless it's an egregious scenario that's unhealthy. 
but commit to that team and finish out that season. But I did change teams, but my focus was I had my eyes locked in on my ultimate goal of who I wanted to play for. And, and when I played, you know, the best of the best in our area at that time were Burn Stars and Jerry Hall's Comets. Those were the, those were the two elites in the state. And I had a goal. I wanted to be on one of two of those teams. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, you know, I grew up in a small town in the mountains. Um, and so there weren't a lot of opportunities for me from a comp, like you know, close home, close by. And so we kind of grew up, I kind of grew up through like really learning the comp ball and, and who is going to help develop me to get me to those goals. And, and it took, you know, a year under my belt saying this was a great season, but I'm the big fish in a small pond and I'm not growing. So I've got to find that environment that's going to help push me and help me grow. And I know I've got a goal to get to that top. Right. So that, that was my journey. What, what I'm seeing a lot, and, and we have those athletes right now that, that have those high level goals. But what I'm seeing right now a lot is um, coaches making promises they can't keep from a player mm-hmm. development perspective. Say, hey, come play for me and, we'll, and you'll get X, Y, and Z. And then inevitably, end of May, early June, you know, we see it as private instructors. These kids are coming in going, this is ridiculous. We're not getting any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're seeing a lack of player development. We're seeing uh, a, a lack of proper showcasing and recruit, recruiting support. Right. And so, or playing time or it's playing time. So, you know, there's some, there's a lot of conversations that it's not about developing long-term goals, right? Mm-hmm. It's about how many innings am I getting on the field versus that, that really that team content concept and really learning mm-hmm. everyone on the team has a role and how does that mm-hmm. work in the greater team mission? So there's and trusting of, that process, right? Trusting like that trusting that process. process. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big one I'm seeing actually is well, I'm not playing enough and I'm not doing this and I'm not getting to go play other positions and all this. And I'm like, okay, well, let's actually look at how much you played. What are you doing to get better? Are you looking at yourself and, and then talking to your coach? How can I get better in this situation? Yeah. Right. Versus I'm not getting playing time. I'm going to go hop to a different team and play for someone that just started a team. And I'm going to get a ton of playing time. Like, is that really yeah. what life is? No, no, it's not. We, we do have to earn this thing. These, these achievements in life, these opportunities. Okay. What, one question for you ladies, what is your best advice to athletes? Especially we're seeing this a lot at the 12s and the 14s, the younger ages that they want to play with their friends. So they've been given an opportunity with a really great opportunity from a player development and a high level learning environment to take that but their friends may not be at that level. And so a lot of their friends are gonna go to team X, Y, Z. And so now as a young kid, which we totally get in that 12, 14s, they wanna be with their friends. So they're torn with this. I wanna stay with my friends, but I also know I have this really cool opportunity here. What is your best advice to those kids and those parents? So I was actually in that exact spot. Um, I grew up playing on like the Lady Warriors and then Comets and I was, coached by one of my best friend's moms. And to this day, we're still great friends. Um, but at the end of the day, when I was sitting down with my parents, um, I was like, well, I'm going to miss my friends. Like I want to hang out with my friends. Um, but then the sticks actually had offered me a spot on their team. And I was like, well, wow, this is a really cool opportunity. Um, we're going to travel more. Um, we're going to be showcase, whatever, not at 12s, but at that point, <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, I guess maybe. Um, but I, it was such a good thing for change and change is good. And whatever your goal is, and at 12s, you might not know, yeah. but 
I think advice maybe to the parents as well is, Hey, what's, what are your, what are your kids goals? What do they want? Cause you might know at that time better of, Hey, they're going to get developed a little bit better on this team. Yeah. They're going to get pushed more. I, I know what my goals are mm-hmm. um, for my child and I know what she wants and maybe put the friends aspect to the side. That doesn't mean they're not going to be your friends anymore. Right. Yeah. But well, and it's, I know hard, it's hard at that age to see through the emotions mm-hmm. tied with that. Right. Dr. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say, we have to remember that um, we make new friends wherever we go too. Absolutely. And and, and sometimes a 12 year old might have a hard time seeing, oh, this, and and it's a safety thing is where I'm comfortable. Um, I'm going to take a chance and say that obvious if they're playing with their friends, but they've been offered a position on another team that's higher caliber, they're going from being one of the best into a pot of maybe being average. And that can Mm -hmm. be too. So I think when you are looking or talk as a parent, when you are looking at this opportunity for your child, A, you have to take yourself out of it because Mm -hmm. you want, you want your child to be there, but does your child really, really want to be there? What is your child's goal? (laughs) At 12, at 12, they're going to say, yeah, college, college, but they don't know yet. Yeah. If that's what they want. So -hmm. you have to put that in perspective um, and really, (laughs) really figure out what their goals are figure out what their goals are and then let them be the driver. You hold the map for them and let them drive, or you could turn that around, let them hold the map and you actually physically drive them, but let them drive what they're wanting with encouragement. Right. Um, It's always a friend issue. It's always comes down to friends, but they're going to make new friends. Yeah. They're always going to make new friends. At, at every phase of your life, right? I mean, every phase the, of your the life. The athletes that you play with at 12 and 14 are not going to be the ones standing next to you on your wedding day. Promise you. Mm-hmm. Promise no, you. Not. And yeah. those that are still around by 18s, you may end up playing with them again by 18s because the pot is a little bit smaller at yeah. 18. At 12s, there's a lot of girls playing. Those who stick around, you might end up playing each other. You know, and it's fun to see the girls who play together when they play against each other, mm-hmm. the fun that happens and that camaraderie and the competitive mm-hmm. level that comes up in a friendly way when there's been these great friendships. So mm-hmm. I, you know, that's what I always say. There's going to be so many silver linings, but when we're at that age, that's hard to understand. It's all about friends, like you're saying, and that yeah, getting them to understand what their goal is and then a lot of them are also afraid that they're going to not be, if they got offered onto a higher caliber team, that they're not going to be good enough. And that's because they're already the, probably the higher cream of the crop on the team yeah. they're at. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, you know, one of my, the, I'll, let me back up and speak clearly words, Ash. <laughs> a big conversation I've been having with parents lately specific to this is, you know, well, our friends are going here, but this is a really cool opportunity and it's change and scary. And as a, as a parent, you've got to be able to sit down one, just like you said, with the athlete and talk about your goals. What do you want to achieve over the next 12 months? And which is the best environment to help you do that, to get you there? The other thing is what kind of environment parents, we've got to, we have got to pay attention to what environment we are putting our kids in, in the mentorships and the role models that we are putting these kids, immersing them in that culture, right? That's got to be a huge piece. What, what are the intangibles? What, what else are they getting besides, you know, ground balls at practice and throwing BP to them? What kind of leadership mentorship on and off the field skills development are these kids going to get in this? 
You know, the other thing that you've got to take a look at is, is the player fees. Yes, money, money matters and your, and your budget matters. So that's got to be a fit. But, but parents, I implore you to ask questions. What is included? What are we getting for these player fees? And whatever coach and organization you go to should be completely transparent with what you are getting, right? At the end of the day, what am I paying for? What am I getting? What all is included in this? And, and a lot of times your cheaper option is, is not necessarily the best option if you don't know what you're getting. Yep. So it's, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to put my, my coach hat on here for a minute. And when we talk about tryouts, okay, we take a pool of kids, right? And our goal is to develop those kids and get them ready to compete come March, right? So something you have to keep in mind as players and athletes and I've actually had this conversation quite a bit, especially at the younger ages, which is interesting as well. I just didn't, you know, I didn't see a lot of talent on that field of tryouts. <clears throat> okay. One, I didn't realize that you were qualified to make that assessment, but please tell me more. And two, <laughs> <laughs> our job, the level of our team is an indicative of the kids. Oh, hey, Austin, we have a, we have a, a photo bomb special guest. It is an indicative of the talent at tryouts. Hello, Logan. It is our ability to develop these athletes and the product we put on the field come March, right? Come March. So right. that's the key is to get these kids to that level of competition come March, not, not specifically what you see right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And can, I'm going to speak to that a little bit. And so at this time of the season, whatever you're, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, whenever your tryout season is, you need to remember that the, the coaches are trying to put together teams, right? And they're trying to figure out who's staying and who's coming and who, who, and who do they need on their team. And so from a parent and player perspective, if you're planning on leaving the team, be honest and upfront and forthright and be clear and concise in that conversation and let be the first one to tell your coach, don't let the coach hear it from other people is what I'm trying to say, but that person leaving or coming because Absolutely. our coaches are putting together a roster based on who is there and who they mm -hmm. think is they there. And, and so they start picking up what they need and they start pulling in from what they need to fill that team. And they will build around the talents and the gifts that they have with the girls that they currently have. Yeah. Uh, and so it's really important. I, in that point, that you be honest and clear and, and be forthright in what your intention of staying or not staying. Well, that will be the other side of that. Okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts on, well, I'm just going to go to that tryout for the experience, but I really don't have any intention of playing for that team. Right. What are your thoughts on that? I think, I think again, I'm, I always believe in honesty and clear and concise communication. Um, whenever we, ha I have taken my daughter, and other girls to tryouts. I've, they, we've always said, hey, we're just here for the experience. Um, there's a coach that she used to love to go try out for and see him once a year because she used to play for him. And she was upfront, I'm not, I'm just here to have fun. I want your evaluation. I'd love to hear what you have to say about, I'm really happy where I am. I'm not looking to leave, but I, I, I appreciate your opinion. And um, I, I like your feedback and where you think I'm at. And I think if you do that, I don't know, because you could say it's wasting that coach's time. You could do that at another time. I don't know. You, you ladies are the coaches on that. But I feel like if you are going to do that, then you should be upfront and forthright and honest about what your intention. 
Yeah. I always say be intentional. What's your intention? Your intentionality. Shelby, what are your thoughts on that? I, so just going through tryouts. So this is my first tryout season. Ever. Yay, welcome. So yeah. Welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's fun, but bringing it back to exactly what you were just talking about, I, okay, so we had, what, 80-something girls at our first ever tryout, right? 80-something? Yeah, yeah we had 80, 80-something, 80 um, and at that point in time, I feel like I would want girls there that are actually thinking about wanting to play for our team, because I have so many eyes or I don't have so many eyes, right. To look at all of these girls that I'm evaluating. Does that make sense? I, I understand. I understand what you were saying, Allie, about her wanting Mm -hmm. to go get an evaluation, right. Or something or be there for the experience. But when we have 80 something girls to look at, right. Like, yeah, I'm going to already mark her off my list because why is, do you know what I mean? But you know what? I'm not evaluating her. I like what you said, Allie though. But I mean, if you, if you were not saying, we want to come to the tryout because I want to see where I am. And I'd love your evaluation. That lets me know as an evaluator, okay, this athlete's here and I'll Mm -hmm. say, great, I will give you our notes and I'll give you my evaluation. And we can sit down and talk about that because our goal, I mean, especially at CSA is, is developing athletes, regardless of what Jersey you wear. Right. So we want to provide high quality opportunities, but we want to support these athletes goal, regardless of what Jersey they wear. So for me, absolutely taking that approach saying, you know, and tryouts. And maybe that's something that we add, you know, a lessons learned next year is saying, mm-hmm. okay, do you actually have intentions of playing for this team if offered a spot or are you here for the experience? Right. Mm-hmm. That way we can know like, okay, these kids, I'm going to give you an evaluation. I'm going to let you know areas of growth that we see. Um, yeah. And I'm happy to sit down and kind of set up a, a time to talk after that, to go through that. But that helps me know as an evaluation coach, that even though I may have liked this kid, she's mm-hmm. not a consideration for the team because that's a good way to put it. Yeah. There's two scales of thought here, you know, as a coach and out of respect for the coaches who put in a ton of time behind the scenes, preparing for tryouts, the long hours, hours of evaluation, then the long hours in the war room, just going through the notes and the evaluations and vetting these athletes and putting together these rosters. It takes a lot of time. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I know, okay, I had 88 kids come for tryouts, but actually 60 of them are on the board for evaluation, then I know my immediate focus goes to those 60 kids out of respect Mm -hmm. to them because they actually want to be there. So I love that upfront, clear transparency and that's okay. I'm okay with that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I I was just going to say how, and I don't know, but from what I've seen in the past is not the norm to have 80 people show up for a tryout. It's, it's not okay no it's, no and and that's no. only what i was saying i was saying that right. more in that position i understand what you're saying right. I, I agree with you yeah. 100%. totally I feel like 100%. In, the, in the norm situation across the board mm-hmm. um across the board for us specifically that was our experience right but across yeah. the, <laughs> for other people it was like, <laughs> for us for other people listening if you have the intention of taking your daughter out to, to other teams to have her get that experience. Cause coaches tell the girls all the time, Hey, go try out, go try out, go get that experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing that and you are taking your daughter out, be very honest and clear and upfront yeah. and, and say, we are here just to have, do you mind? Ask the coach. I know is this is your okay? And it's a it's, respect yeah. thing. It's an integrity thing. And I love, I love yeah. that approach. And I actually think that's something that we need to implement for next year's tryouts, which is, which is okay. I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But what is hard to swallow in the coaching end is when you, when you offer a kid a spot and you go through all the work and they go, Oh, no, thanks. And you're like, I'm sorry. What? We were there. For the why experience. were you here? Like, why did you yeah. come? Because right. what kills me on the coaching side is there are kids who would give anything to have that spot. Right. And so now you've played a game with me as a coach. And so mm-hmm. if you come out next year and I see your name registered on our list, I'm going to sit down and say, what are your intentions? Because mm-hmm. now you've red flagged me going, are you wasting my time? Or are you committed to this? And do you mm-hmm. want this? Well, right? and that's what I was saying, coaches are putting together teams. They're building around talent. They're putting together, either if it's a new team happening or a current team, they, they have that. So if you come in, they're like, oh, we can see that talent. Mm-hmm. And you were clear and honest and upfront saying, oh, I was just here for an evaluation. You, just what Ashley said, you have literally taken that time from that other girl. Now, in the meantime, this other girl who really could have been considered is over here spending out going, what's going on? What's going yeah. on? And wait, yeah. So it's a, it's one of the clearest things. One of my biggest recommendations is before you go to tryouts, parents, kids, sit down and write down your goals. What do you want to accomplish? What is your, what is, if you make this team, this is who I want to play for. Who is that? Define that right Mm -hmm. before you go to those tryouts. So that way, if you get offered spots, if you don't, like you've got a roadmap. The other thing that I, I can't emphasize enough, and I, I can't speak for all coaches, um, but I can just speak for ours and, and who we are and what we do is very similar to the recruiting process. When we go through evaluations, we're evaluating you off the field in your interactions as well, oh, yeah. not just your skill set. We uh, had numerous coaches witness eye rolls, witness kids talking smack about another kid, like, why are they even here? They're terrible. And I will tell you something, ladies, that I don't care how much skill you have. Those athletes were crossed off of our list immediately because of that behavior. It's a character trait. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Character, right? Um, and leaders. And so who you are in your group of friends and who you are off the field, it, it matters. I mean, we had numerous notes we went through of <clears throat> terrible attitudes, uh, oh, unfortunate tones with a coach and a response. Um, not paying attention when a coach is trying to instruct and listen off talking with their friends. So the way you present yourself in that manner, it matters. Mm-hmm. Well, and then another other thing is um, after it's all over and the tryout's over, if you're on a competitive team, you should have been, you should be practicing team equipment first, personal stuff second, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, a handful of girls ever came up and said, hey, can I help clean up? Yeah. Hey. Can I, um, thank you, but can I help clean up? Can I go get those balls? Can, where do the nets go? Well, and I'm telling you that made a difference when you saw that girl in front of you who had that discretionary effort to come back in and ask when all oh. hundreds of other so, girls did. So thank you personally for the opportunity to thank try you. out yeah. that respect factor. So, you know, yeah. as, as we kind of wind this, this conversation down, which could go on for days, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, tryouts, number one sit down and have a goal while you're making your list of teams to tryouts, right? What do you want to accomplish over the next 12 months? And what organization is going to be that best fit to help you get there, right? Mm-hmm. What is my, my, my end all goal? Which team do I really, really want to uh, make? And if I make that team, that's the one I'm going for, right? If you don't have intentions of actually playing for an organization, but you want to go for tryouts to get an evaluation, communicate upfront with that, be, be upfront and honest and say, is this, are you, is this okay? I would love an evaluation. 
you know, I respect your time and your feedback. Would you mind if, if I came to tryouts and, and we could talk about where you see areas of growth? Love that approach. Love it. Love um, it. And your intangibles. You come up and, and thank the coach. I mean, those who came up and thanked me and shook my hand or fist bumped to me and looked me in the eye and said, thank you for this opportunity. I wrote down that mm-hmm. number. Mm-hmm. Those who showed up early and did their band work on the fence. I wrote down that number. Mm-hmm. Right. Those who helped clean up, I wrote down that number. Those who were talking smack, those who were not hustling, those who were not paying attention, I wrote Mm -hmm. down that number. Yeah. 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 I think on the the other side of it too, before you go and hop into tryouts, take a look in the mirror Mm -hmm. and remember look at what you're doing and ask for ask your coach for their evaluation before you move on. Right. I think so many of you guys are kind of, I hate saying this, but it's like a team hop. We're team hopping a little bit because we're not liking what the coach is doing, or I'm not getting enough playing time, or I'm not playing this position, this position, this position, but let's maybe turn around, look in the mirror. And what did you actually do this season? What were your goals of that season? Did you ask your coach? Did you have communication with them? Cause I see a lot of great coaches right now too, still who are having these girls leave them just because they didn't play shortstop when they're a pitcher or something. I don't know. I'm just giving an example, but like, do you get what I'm saying? I just, I think, what did you do to earn that spot? Yes. Like take a look in the mirror and look at what you were doing. Did you ask it? Did you ask for an evaluation? Did you ask, how can I get better at this? What can I do to earn that position? Yeah. And be ready for that feedback. And be ready Mm -hmm. for the feedback. And it's okay to have feedback. That's how you grow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's how you grow. Well, you know, when you sit down that goal setting, that goal setting is huge. Um, and I had a conversation with someone yesterday who's like, you know, we want to come out to 12s. I don't know if she's ready. And I said, come out, but come in with the, with an open mindset of if I make this team, I want to see where I'm at. If I make this team amazing, I'm going to take that spot. But if I don't, it's okay. Because now I know areas of growth and things to work on over the next year. So I'm ready to make that team next year right? It's got to be an open mindset and looking at that evaluation and that constructive criticism, that feedback, because y'all that's life. Yep. That is life. You're not always going to make it. You're not always going to like the answer. And it's harder on our hearts. You guys to send those no emails. Oh my gosh. It's the worst. It is. But go in there. If you don't make that team, it doesn't mean you suck. Mm -hmm. Look at it and say, all right, where, where are my areas of growth and improvement over the winter, over the next 12 months. So when I come back next year, I'm ready for that spot. And if if you are trying out for a team and you, you just get the no, it's okay to call the coach in a respectful way and (laughs) feedback on how I could improve. Mm -hmm. Not how come you didn't put me on this team, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I, I came to your, your team. I respected your coaching. That's why I was there. I would love your feedback on what I need to improve on to be a better player. And with that approach, you're going to grow. You're going to get honest feedback and you're going to grow. It's hard yep. to hear, but it's part of growth. And it's part of life. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's another great thing. I mean, that tryouts bring is you see how you can grow and get better and you get out of your comfort zone as well. I, man, getting out of your comfort zone was huge for me. So yeah. that was big, but, um, well, that was a good topic to go over. I feel like for yeah, Colorado softball, especially well, right tri- now, tryouts in general, in particular, yeah, right tryouts in general, the is really relevant for us right now. Here, but, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, do we got anything else ladies? Are we ready to wrap this up? I think up? we're ready to wrap it up. If, uh, okay. if you have questions, obviously anybody, um, listening, 
don't hesitate to send us an email or a message. Um, we're, we're happy to help and guide you the best yep. we can. Absolutely. Yep. Always. Yep. Our, uh, our door is always open to talk to for anything. I think we've always said that on our podcast. Um, but as always, you can find us on all platforms, um, behind the dish, uh, dot us. And then, um, I mean, we got the TikTok, we got the Twitter, we got Instagram, we got Facebook, I got everything. So as always have a great day, you guys, wherever you guys are at, and we will talk with you soon. Be good Bye. Ones. Make good choices. Bye everybody. Thank you for spending your time with us today. We appreciate the opportunity to get to share our experiences and knowledge with you. If you haven't had a chance yet, please hit that subscribe button so you can tune in on future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media at Behind the Dish SB for future episode information and guests. Make it a great day. 